Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you would know that I am a very, very excitable human being. I get excited for every single episode. But this week, I'm particularly excited for many reasons. One is that it is our first guest interview that we are going to also be uploading to YouTube. We are filming this live today and we'll be putting it up on YouTube as well. And the second reason is for the amazing guest we actually have in studio today, which is none other than Rosie Nerny. Now, Rosie and I came to connect last year and when I spoke at one of their retreats. And very quickly, we ended up going out for coffee together. I'll never forget, I made a rule that I wasn't going to be taking on anyone else to coach. And then the more I spoke to Rosie, the more I connected with her, the more I went, this is someone who has the potential to really make a positive impact. Not only is she currently doing it, but the potential to do it in an even greater way is phenomenal. And that's something that I want to get behind, that I want to support, and I want to be there for that ride and help her through that. And as a result, obviously, we started the coaching journey together. But Rosie is an absolute inspiration. She's someone that I actually look up to as well. She's a mum of four incredible children, and she's made an impact and made a difference by creating a business and growing a business for herself helping other people. She's really passionate about waking people up. And the thing I really respect about Rosie is that she is a straight talker. She says shit how it fucking is. And if you've listened to the podcast for long enough, you know that I'm the same. So if you don't like swearing, this is not the episode for you. If you don't like truth being dropped as it is, I mean, if we had mics in the studio today, we would be mic dropping left, right, and center. There is gonna be a lot of value and a lot of knowledge bombs dropped in this podcast episode, so make sure you tune in and hear Rosie's story and her insight, not just about how she went from being flat out broke three years ago to now running a business that does multi-millions in sales per year, but more importantly, what she learned about herself through that process and how she's continued making impact, not just through her business, but in herself as the amazing human being she is. So with that said, let's welcome Rosie to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Now, you obviously just heard the glowing introduction uh, I gave you, which I mean, every word of it, like you are really someone who inspires me. And I think there's a lot to be said. I was actually on a podcast the other day. I said, do you ever find that you uh, are learning at the same time that you're teaching and coaching? Every single session, of course. But I know there's been so many sessions we've done together where you know, we've obviously had a huge breakthrough. And then afterwards, I'm like, huh. I just learned something as well. So that's, it's, I think it's a really good working relationship that we've got. And I know that this has been an interview that I've been looking forward to, to running for the last couple of months. I'm like, go get Rosie on the podcast. Yeah, awesome. So. I think if you're not learning while you're doing something, what are you doing? 100%. 100%. So thank you again for volunteering your time to, to come in and share some of your story. My pleasure. Knowledge. Thanks for having me. Um, speaking of your story. Introduce yourself to our, to our listeners. I know I did a very brief version then, but uh, yeah, I always like to open by you having the chance to, to share some of your story with us listening. Okay, so if you saw me now, or some of you may be watching on YouTube, um, a lot of people look at me now as this really healthy person. I look like I've got all my shit together, quite successful right now from the outside looking and everything looks pretty hunky-dory. Um, but I've actually come from quite the opposite background. So 
my teenage years, I was like loved going through Red Rooster and ordering their flavors. Yeah. I was smoking, I was drinking, I was smoking marijuana, mm-hmm. I was in toxic relationships. I was in a really, really, really bad place. Um, decided to give that up at about 18 because I started when I was about 14. Mm-hmm. And then but wasn't I hadn't done any personal growth at that time. I was so asleep. I was so unaware of what it was to even be conscious. I was so busy living, trying to tick boxes and keep up to what I saw as society's expectation of mm. what you look like when you're happy. Mm. Um, so I went searching for it and I got married and I had two children and um, the person that I married, I met when I was doing a lot of that toxic stuff. And so our relationship mimicked that. Yeah. And so I was a single mum and divorced at the age of 26. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was like my whole life had just, I just felt like I was dead mm-hmm. because I came from a broken home and I swore black and blue that I would never be, I would never have that for my children. Yeah. And I was in the position where I was either going to like die from being so miserable or I had to leave and be a single parent and do what I didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I chose to live, but to embrace the really uncomfortable. Um, Before I got out, I'd had to do a lot of personal growth to build my self-esteem up to be able to get out of the situation I was in. And that's where my personal development started. Mm. Um, The book that really started for me was You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Changed my life. I love that book. I read it about six times in six months so that I could get myself out. And it was amazing. I followed it step by step. Um, And then I moved myself and my two big girls to Newcastle, met my now husband, and we decided to build a life together. Um, and But I, I was trained as a beauty therapist and I wasn't really fulfilled doing that. And I wanted to get into health and wellness and I wanted to help other people live better lives because I was in this stage where I was really starting to get conscious and become yeah. aware. And so it felt so good and I wanted to help other people do that. So I trained to become a health coach And so I started doing like workshops and stuff like that. And then another product came into my life and Mm. I started to promote that product. And I ended up building a really big business with that product now that is like a, a, yeah, it's a multi-million dollar business now, which Mm. is amazing. Um, But I, three and a half years ago, I was broke Mm. before I started that. So um, it's amazing what, how powerful being broke can be when you're driven to, help others but also help yourself and give yourself a better life so um yeah and just doing lots of personal growth business growth along that journey and it's led me to where i am now and it's kind of exciting to think i don't even know that i've really started yet yeah so yeah that's my very short background yeah i mean even just in that there's so many points that we can look at where there's I call it tipping point or the crossroads where it's like, well, hang on. Like I thought my life was going to go this way or society said my life should go this way, whichever one it was. And suddenly I'm on this different road. Um, tell me more about that. Cause I know that that's the thing that a lot of people struggle with where they're like, either this is how I told myself for years I was meant to live. You know, in your case, it yeah. was, I'm not going to have a broken home or how we call it. Right. It's yeah. I'm always going to be in that relationship. 
And you reach that tipping point where you're like, I've told myself that for all these years. However, this other option appears to be the right choice and this is the right move now. Or the other one was, this is what society says I'm meant to do. You know, I've got my trade, I'm meant to stay in that lane and just work in that industry. I know I'm not fulfilled by it. Hang on, here's another path. Talk to me about making the decision to go to that other path, to sort of tip on that tipping point. Because a lot of people, I think, are aware of it and they don't make that switch. I think, honestly, I learnt the first time that I made that decision was when I left my first marriage. Mm. Um, And from that, after I did that and got to the other side um, and it felt so good. So since then, it's been easier. It hasn't been easy, but it's been easier to make those decisions. But the initial one was I had ticked every single box that they said you're supposed to tick (laughs) i got married i we dated for three years before we got married we waited 12 months before we had a baby we had the house i had the suv like we had a business every box was ticked and i was dying i was so miserable Mm. i but i pretended i wasn't yes and going out into public I would make sure I was dressed beautifully. My children were dressed beautifully. My car was like clean, it's not anymore. But I made sure that from the outside looking in, I looked like I had it all together. And it was the complete opposite to what was going on on the inside. And it was exhausting. It was soul destroying. It was crushing me trying to keep up with this, perception of what I felt I had to be in order to be accepted by society. Um, And like I had a really, really low point um, where I was considering, there was one day where I was really considering ending my life and I like planned it all out in my head. Um, And yeah, then I didn't. And so from that point I was like, right, well, if dying isn't an option mm. and you still are unhappy and want to get out of this, what's the other option? Yeah. Um, and so I guess for me, the pain of staying was more painful. It became more painful than the pain of changing. Yeah. So there was pain either way. Yeah. I just had to decide which pain I wanted to go through. And the pain that I was living with was like suffocating me it was Mm. so bad um that i just got to this point where i was like i just i don't care what anyone thinks anymore because i can't keep living like this i wanted to set a better example for my children and give them a good life and yeah i think a lot because of them um or for them was initially why i did it for myself is why i do it now Um, but you know, but also for them, but initially my motivation was them and the kind of example I wanted to set for them and, um, the life that I wanted them to have. Mm, so which I know you and I have spoken about before the idea of that ripple effect, right? The more we get yeah. back to self and we're our authentic self, the more we can give back to others. And mm. speaking of authentic self, I know we talk a lot about taking the mask off and not playing the facade mm. anymore. It's interesting hearing that come up in your story. It was like, I was just keeping this image up. Oh, and it was exhausting, so exhausting. And, and, and tiring and stressful and overwhelming. And, you know, taking that mask off, I think, can also be quite intimidating and scary for people. Because there's that oh, sense of, yeah. what if people don't like me as the yeah. real me? What if they don't agree with this? Yeah. Um, 
I'm imagining it. I think too is like I've spoken about this before on the podcast. People hear that idea of taking the mask off, and they think it's a matter of you know, once it's off, it's off, and you're done for life. Which is not the case. You and I both know personal development, personal growth is a lifelong journey. Yeah. And there's still back. moments where that mask will creep back on. Yeah, it's just got a different cover. Exactly. Yeah. How have you gone over the last few years of your life with identifying when you're not, I suppose, living authentically to yourself, being true to yourself, and then basically breaking through that mask? It's funny you say that. The I just had another conversation today. <laughs> Even though you and I have spoken about this a fair bit, <laughs> another conversation today with um, my beautiful, beautiful friends and business partners. And yeah, just talking today about how I realized I was um, doing a lot of stuff that was out of alignment with me, with who yeah. I was. And yeah, we were all talking about that. And I think, so how do, sorry, what was the question? The question was, how do how I do you know? Recognize that? Yeah. How do you catch it? Because life is shit. <laughs> you Tell feel, us more. <laughs> you feel, so today, for example, mm. I was feeling stressed. I was mm. feeling overwhelmed. I was having anxiety. Yeah. I was like thinking of all these things that I had, well, I, I didn't have to do, but that in my head, I was like, how are you going to do this? And how are you going to do this? And how is this going to work? And if you do this, and I was just going over blah, 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 all this stuff. And my girl said to me, why don't you just like not do it? Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Wait, oh, that's an option? That's an <laughs> option. I was like, oh, that feels so good. Yeah. And um, we actually referred to one of the girls. I must have got off the call you did with us mm-hmm. earlier, when I got off earlier. And um, one of the girls just, she said to me, she said, you know what Declan said at the end of the call? He said, if it's not a hell yes, yeah. then it's a hell no. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's so easy. Like that makes, <laughs> that makes life so easy. If it's, yeah. And I was like, well, there's definitely a no then. Yeah. Like, duh. Um, so I think just really tuning into how you feel, tuning mm. into you, tuning into what's going on in your body, tuning into what's going on in your head and it's sometimes it can be really hard to catch yourself yeah. when you're when you've got all that going on. I mean, for me, I'm super super blessed because the women that I work with, um, we've got a, an amazing relationship, and they'll call me on it like yeah. I did today. Yeah. No. So I think something that's really important mm. is having people around you, surrounding mm. yourself with people that love you enough mm. and care about you enough to not let you continue on that spiral when they can see it happen. Yeah. Because even though it might make them feel a little bit uncomfortable or a little bit unsure to say, hey, I really don't know about where you're going. I'm, I'm just concerned. Are yeah. you okay? Yeah. Because I know you and I know what you stand for and this really doesn't feel like you. Yeah. Just having someone to like that you respect as well to check you like that when you've got that awareness, oh, like I can feel the relief in my body because it's just that sounding board for you to go, yeah, well, actually, that makes sense because I feel really shitty right now. Yeah. And I've got all this stuff going on in my head and my body's like going crazy and all this stuff's happening. Thank you so much for having the courage mm. and for caring about me enough to call me on it. Yeah. 
because that's real friendship. Yeah, yeah. That's someone that really cares. Someone that can see you suffering, that can see you spiraling out of control, that just sit back and either enables you to keep doing it mm. or is just like, oh, no, that'd be right and yeah. whatever. I'm not interested in having those people in my life. Yeah. Because what's the point? Yeah. There's no substance to that. I was actually talking to one of our graduate members over in the US the other day, catching up with her. And I don't know how we got into the conversation, but I was like, you know, what really made a difference for you in, in coaching? She's like, you know what it was? I have bartenders and hairdressers to listen to my problems <laughs> and just tell me everything's going to be okay. You care enough about me to tell me that, like, to call me on my shit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's so well said. Like, that's the, it's when you care enough, you're like, hey, I'm not going to let you get away with this. Yeah. And people still ask, like, I imagine you still get the same. But you've, you know, spent so much and done so many years on personal development. Why do you still do it? And people say to me, you're a coach. Why do you still have a coach? Like, are you kidding? Like, I'm like, one, eat the shit yourself. B, like, or two, it's having someone in your corner. Totally. To bounce things off and whether it's formal and it's a coach or a mentor or whether it's a great support network and a good group of friends or co-workers or whatever i don't think it matters as much it's just as long as it's there mm. and you can have a few different people in your corner right yeah. but, but having that, that support group there totally. that network that can call you out totally makes such a difference so important and i think too i realized that when i was because when I was pretending yes. to be what I thought I was supposed to be, um, I was surrounded by people that were doing the same thing. Yeah. And so none of us would, we would just sit there and go, oh, that's, that's you know, that's crap. God, I can't believe that's happening. Oh. Yeah. No one would sit there and go, you know, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. Like, seriously, what are you actually doing right now? Because yeah. this is going on, this is going on. You're not happy. Mm. What are you doing? Yeah. But in saying that, because of the place that I was in, if someone had have said that to me, I would have been like, I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing amazing. Class so, smile yeah, class put up the good picture yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah totally. Love is fine. So I think. It's important to have people in your corner mm. when you've got yourself to a place that yeah, you're that right. you can take on that feedback. Because yeah. if you're not in a place where you can take on that feedback, you'll get offended. Yeah. I'll just go and look on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people are out there all the time talking truth. Yes. And people that are not interested in critical thinking mm. or taking feedback or just even being curious. Mm. Just we're in defense mode straight yeah. away. I don't want to take that on. I don't want to consider it. I don't even want to go there. You're wrong mm. because if you're right, then that means I'm wrong and I'm not prepared to be wrong. Mm. So I'm just going to like go into defense mode. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah. Which is, um, I suppose a really good transition point to talk about what really fires you up. I was actually, ironically, um, talking today uh, to a journalist and writing an article about how to know when you found your passion in life and what really. And I heard a great quote from one of our amazing members in Dallas, who if he's listening to this, which he probably will be, uh, James Tanner, who's one of our, our members over in Dallas. He said to me, he said, man, I heard a quote that you had to hear. It said, you know you found your passion. Normally people will say you found your passion when you get excited about something. Yes, I think it's the opposite. I think you found your passion when you found something that you get really pissed off about. Mm. And he's like, or at least we have to have a little bit of both. Yeah. And I wonder what I thought of that. I was like, you know what? He's right. Because I'm excited about ice cream. Like, I love ice cream. I could talk to people about ice cream for ages. 
that I'm not pissed off about ice cream yeah. or the industry of ice cream. I'm not there to make a difference, you know, like I don't yeah. feel passionate about ice cream. Yeah. And I was like, but when it comes to people's, you know, emotional well-being, emotional intelligence, their personal growth, that, like, the way we currently approach that strength pisses me off. Mm. I get fired up about it. I know it's something that you get fired up about with, I think you even used the exact words just before. You said, like, what are you doing, mm. like, with your life? Like, what's going on? Like, if you're not happy, there's a tipping point. There's a decision to be made. Yeah. Make that decision and follow through. Yeah. Tell me more about that. About that. Like, why do you get so, let's call it fired up, passionate, pissed off, whatever we want to call it, about... Mm. About that, about people waking up and, and having those real conversations with each other and with themselves. Because oh, that's like everyone on this planet mm -hmm. has potential, yeah. is given some gift or whatever, whatever you believe, but we have something in us to give. And I, since I've gone through my process, mm -hmm. I can see that with people like, Oh, I've never, there was this mum, it was a few years ago at, at school and I dropped my daughter off to a kid's birthday party. And this mum had like decked this house out. Yeah. It looked incredible. It looked yeah. so amazing. And I just walked in and I was like, did you want to hire someone to do this? She said, no, 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 I do it. I love it. She said, I just love it. It fills yeah. me up. It makes me feel good. And I was just getting into like the business world yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So I was like, I was like thinking, God, you can make a business out of this. You can yeah, hire yeah. like parents will pay a fortune for you to come and deck yeah. the house out. If it's something you really love, it brings you joy. Yeah. Like, why not do it? Um, and I was like, oh, that's amazing. So do you like hire out? And she's like, no, 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 no. And she was, it was, I was watching her and she was so excited about talking about it. And then I said, oh, so what do you do? She went, I'm a scientist. <laughs> just completely deflates. And like her, and she was yeah, like, wow. and I watched that and I just like, the part of me that has this awareness now just wanted to grab her and go, you know, look, I know it's going to be a little bit hard in the early yeah. days, but you know that feeling you had when you were yeah. telling me about how much you loved that? Yeah. You can do that every day. Yeah. And I want to help you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how. But let's give it a <laughs> shot anyway. Um, but when I see that in people, when I see them, mm. this it's like that consciousness. When yeah. I see that part of them that, it's like their soul, it's their, that spark that lights up, their eyes change, their skin changes, their facial expressions change, everything changes. And then when I see them go back, yeah. I'm just like, why are you settling? Yeah. Like, why? Like, really? What's the worst that's going to happen? Mm. Like, Especially in our country. Yeah. Like, like, like it's just, oh. And I just, I see that and, because I was there and I know what it's like to have that feeling and to know it's just, it's crushing you on the mm. inside. And when I saw her, like her whole body language changed and she was like, well, this is what I do. Yeah. I was like, but yet, but you know, in our society too, sorry, you don't know, but <laughs> good catch. <laughs> um, For those listening, that's uh, something Rose and I have been working about, not needing to justify our thoughts by uh, asking someone else knows, just own it and say it as it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I lost where I was. What was I saying? So she really like deflated on when she said she was a scientist, but then just before, like only what a minute earlier. Yeah. Oh no! Minute. What society deems yes as a good job? Yes. And a lot of people look at my success and they're like, "Well, you know, you were a beauty therapist. You were broke. You were a single mum. What's the opposite? Where's the other way to go? Mm. That's up, mm. right? Okay." I actually 
think it's harder. Mm. Like for me, it was, I'm a success story, mm. right? For people that are living in their comfortable jobs with mm. their comfortable incomes, with their degrees or whatever yeah. it is, I think it is so much harder for them mm. because then they get the question, what was wrong with what you had? Yeah. And then they have to explain, well, actually, I didn't like my degree. I didn't like the education. I didn't like what I was doing every day. And I've just wasted 10 years of my life doing something that I hate. And I don't really want to have that conversation. Mm. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. It's, I think it takes more courage. Yes. Not more courage, but it is an exceptional, exceptional amount of courage and strength for someone that is living a very comfortable lifestyle. Yes. Yep. to let it go because there's normally the first change will be pain yeah right like when we break out of our comfort zone yeah. which we've all heard the cliche saying we grow outside of our comfort zone yeah but when we break out of that and that sort of just we call it emotional survival mode so yeah. you just it's literally ticking the boxes and turning the wheels but not going anywhere yeah or where you are going you're not even passionate about it. like yeah. oh yeah i'm taking this trip to a place that i hate yeah. but at least i'm in the car right yeah when we break that the first step is it normally stings a bit yeah. There'll be some form of loss, be yeah. it, you know, like um, status or like you'll get the credibility questions from people around you or it'll be a financial loss or a time loss. There'll be something that's invested in yeah. and it will hurt a bit. And I, I know I love the saying, um, if the first two steps are pain, the third and beyond are pleasure. If the first two steps are pleasurable, the third and beyond are normally pain. Yeah. And, you know, it's, if you look at that as something really simplistic, like, you know, if we take my example, we call the first step of eating ice cream. Super enjoyable, yeah. pleasurable, right? Second step, you get that little sugar rush, feeling good. Third step, feel sick later that night. Yeah. You, know, you keep doing that pattern. Fourth step, you're now damaging like, your health, yeah. right? And yeah. then it keeps getting worse. When you look at something else, exercise, for example. Mm. First step, pain, sucks, right? Like yeah. if you're doing it right, it hurts. Second step, it hurts the next step too, yeah. like literal pain. And it's normally a financial time investment. Mm-hmm. Third step, you have more energy. Yeah. You're fitter, you're more yeah. vibrant. Also, it keeps going. And so I love what you're saying with yeah. it's almost harder when they don't have the pain motivation. Yeah, totally. You know, if you're standing in the fire, you're going to run yeah. in some direction because you won't get away yeah. from the fire. If you're standing in the middle ground, it's gray zone. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, it's not bad, but it's not good. But the pain, the pain's still there. Yeah. But from the outside yeah, looking yeah, yeah. in, it looks all like perfect. Yeah. And the pain on the inside, it's still there, but you are in a, you're living in a situation where it's very easy to talk yourself out of it. Mm. Like I'm not feeling fulfilled, but you know, you have a nice house, you drive a nice car, you're in a good job, you've got a good yeah. wage, you get holiday pay. So you can talk yourself out of that pain. You yeah. can justify yeah. like the alternate. Yeah. Whereas if you're like, yeah, I have all that kind of stuff, but I'm still really unhappy. Yes. And I know that it's to do with, my career or whatever and or whatever it is mm. and I need to change that and I don't care like mm. that that pain if you sit with that for long enough and you stop justifying all this other stuff yeah. that pain will increase yeah it will get louder yeah. the pain is still there but people just don't, don't want to sit with it so for long enough it, right? yeah they know it. yeah like... well and if it gets too loud your mm. car mm. go on a holiday yeah Let's put some pretty photos up and make it look. Yeah, let's like, dial it down for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's all there. But you know, a lot of people just do that for their whole life. Yeah. And then it's the regrets. Which, interesting, have you seen the study that the most common regrets of the dying? 
So no, this Australian palliative nurse called Ronnie Ware actually you know, worked with people on their deathbed mm-hmm. and she did the longest running study on most common regrets of yep. people on the deathbed. Number one most common one is I wish I lived a life authentic to myself yeah. rather than what other people want to Yeah. And right. that's the oh, most common. It's yeah. like I don't want myself or my loved ones or anyone to be lying on their deathbed going, yeah. I don't live for me. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I don't oh, even live my life. I live someone else's. Like, and that's like when I think of that, mm. I just think that's why I that's why I'm so passionate about mm. waking people up. Yeah. Because oh makes me emotional. Yeah, yeah. If you don't you're going to get to that point one day or mm. it's going to be too late. Like the way the world's going with like chronic disease and all that yeah. kind of stuff. You might get to that point when you're like 50 and then yeah. two years later or three years later, something crops up yeah. and you can't do what you want anymore. And I'm yeah. just like, you don't, we have time, mm. but don't abuse that. Mm. Don't just think it's going to be there. If you have time and you know, you have time, value it, yeah. respect it. Yeah. Like, use it so that it's going to bring you joy yes not to just mediocre yeah if you use time for mediocre that's exactly what you're going to get back um yeah it just the thought of people oh and i know why that's hitting me it's because of like my mum and my story with my mum and her life um she has dementia Mm. and her life ended long before Mm. she got to live it um and i know that if there's any consciousness in her at all that she would just be like i can't believe this is where i ended up i can't believe i didn't get to do all the things that i want to do and and i hate that she i mean she's not conscious Mm. but i hate that that would be there for her and Mm. so part of me doing what i'm doing is honoring her yeah and making sure that I can do everything I can so that other people aren't in that position yeah. as well. Because, I mean, even as a child, as a parent, would you want your parents saying mm. that? 100%. Would you be happy if you visited your parent mm. and they said, my life was a waste. Yeah. I didn't do anything. Like, how would that make you feel as a mm. child that mm. looked up to your parent, listening mm. to them say something like that? You'd be like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> What about all the time with us? And it's just, yeah, yeah anyway. I'm Which is why it's so, like, yeah, so valuable what you're doing, the message you're spreading. I mean, we could speak about this for hours, yeah. all day, every day. But speaking of time, we space time, we've gotten to two minutes left. Okay. What, in the last two minutes, what do you think, speaking of, instead of the start, if somebody says it straight, says it how it is, and just throws it down, if you could spread one message to everyone, one key take-home message and, like, yell it from the mountaintop so everyone took it on board, what would it be? Oh, I wish you'd give me this question before I came here. (laughs) Go instinct. If you want to live, if you if you really want to live your life, Mm. you're going to have to like the way that you want it Mm. to be. You're going to have to make sacrifices. You're going to have to make change. It's going to be really uncomfortable, but it's really going to be worth it. Yeah, I love that. Um, and just. Don't give up. Just stop pretending. I've gone a few messages there. We got three, which is yeah. <laughs> okay. Why can't take a message? But here's two bonus side plates. <laughs> that's that's oh, I love it. Well, honestly, thank you so much again for coming in today. I know there's so much value packaged up in this 
this interview and it's really made a difference. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Beautiful. What an amazing episode and interview. I know I got so many little gems out of that and every time we do an episode, there's little things where I just go, wow, that's a fresh way to look at it. Or it's really reinforcing something that I've visited before but need to look at again. So I know I got a ton of info and value out of that. I know you guys will have too. As you know, the best thing you can do uh, to help us and to support us in making the difference of positively impacting a trillion lives is to spread the message around. So whether you do that by favoring the podcast, giving it five stars, or you screenshot that you're listening to it and put it up on your social media, if you do, make sure you tag us at VU Coaching and at Declan Edwards underscore VU. Or if you do it by reaching out to us via email, grow at VUcoaching.org to tell us what you think of the podcast or to request experts or topics that you'd really like to learn about. We read every single message. We love interacting with you guys and it really does make a difference on our journey to impacting a trillion lives. So thank you once again for investing in yourself and choosing to prioritize yourself by putting the time into this episode. Make sure with every episode, you don't just learn and listen, but you implement and apply what you learn as well. You know what we do at the end of a podcast. It's the most important part. Until the next time we speak, be empowered, be exceptional, and be you.